from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report. We count down the top 10 things this week that made us go wow. wow. That's right. I'm co-founder of World of Wonder, Fenton Bailey, joined by the editor of the Wow Report, James St. James. And, and it's nice to be back with uh, WOW's Chief Creative Officer, Tom Campbell. Hello, hello, hello. Back from vacation. On location. You know who I am. Mm-hmm. Are you both in U- the UK now? Yes, we are. We are up to no good. That, and that, that, that's evening. why you got me up at 6.30 in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> no, James, as you know, this show goes live. <laughs> live in the middle of the like day. <laughs> All right, let's start the countdown. Number 10, Tom. Number 10. You know who we haven't talked about in a while, and it's our fault, is Madonna. Madonna. She just released. There's two things happening in music that are related to each other, literally uh, and figuratively, and I want to talk about them. One is Madonna finally released her Finally Enough Love 50 Number Ones, a a, a greatest hits collection. And this is what I'll say, because Madonna listens to the show, so we have to be very careful what we say. But um, <laughs> I thought, and this is why I'm wrong, but I thought in the spirit of Elton John and Dua Lipa and Elton John and Britney Spears, I thought Madonna was going in deep and remixing and collabing and taking her 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 collection. And, and this is not that. This is 50 number one songs over her career, and she has picked a remix for each of them. So if you're a huge Madonna fan, which we are, you've heard most of these already. But I have to say, we owe Madonna nothing. Like Madonna has given us so much. And what does, what overwhelmed me as I was listening to this list, it, you know, the, the, the playlist, and I was just had it playing in my room, is you, you can't, the mind does not allow you to remember how many incredible life-changing genre shifting Mm -hmm. songs Mm -hmm. that madonna had so for that reason alone it's amazing and even her later stuff which people uh, tend to throw off is pretty amazing in this and but you know i I could you know holiday like a virgin material girl into the groove open your heart everybody like a prayer express yourself bedtime story secret don't cry for me argentina frozen ray of light beautiful stranger yeah we don't talk about beautiful stranger enough it's an amazing (laughs) song die another day me against the music with britney uh uh, the music hung up sorry Uh, it's just it goes on and four minutes to save the world is one of the best songs ever written i've decided i've decided i'm oh i think it is it's so funny that is nolan's favorite song when he was a baby like five years old we would have to repeat it play it on repeat all the way to palm springs (laughs) (laughs) and so that's out there it's it's there for us to consume to listen to um and then yesterday out of the blue i didn't know anything about it um a little artist named Lola Hall, also known as Lourdes Leon, also known as Madonna's uh-huh. daughter, dropped out of the blue her, I believe first, I could be wrong, but her first single under the uh, moniker Lola Hall. And it's kind of a hypnotic lounge, chill, I don't know the words. It's called Lock and Key. And I've been playing it the last couple of days. And it's quite something. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am the target audience Lola Lola Hall was reaching out to. It was when she wrote this song. But it's have you guys had a chance to see it? I have not. 
No. Uh, well, when we're done, click click on uh, go to the YouTube's. Um, go, go to the Wow Report. Oh, we'll thank you very up. much. Put it up there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's it's you know uh, I've, I I watch it over and over again because it's hard for a man of my years to not look at something that Madonna's child has done and not make compare. I'm trying to like wash right, that out. Right, 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 she right, starts right, off right. kind of coming from outer space and she lands and then it's kind of goth and there's like an SUV with a, a coffin on it. She kind of hangs with this kid. She's fig- figured out like her mother how to have like boy toys, you know, like the guy's in it and he's important, right. but it's all about, you know, Lola. And then, um, and then uh, by the end, she's on the beach and you can't help but think a little bit of that Herb Ritz Cherish video. Oh. But yeah. it's she's really alluring. It's a really, you know, it's 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 a totally different direction. Again, her mother's done every direction, but it's a totally different direction. It feels legitimate. It feels it doesn't feel overhyped and overproduced. At the same time, it feels like a real work of art and craftsmanship. So, uh, you know, it, it just a single is great, and we'll fall in love. But I, I'm hoping there will be a Lola Hall uh, album very soon. I love that. We've posted a link to Lorda's new song on the Wow Report. Yay. Yay. By the way, we, we have talked about we talked about the Beyonce um <clears throat> what do you call it? I was gonna say Vogue remix, but it isn't really, is it? Well it is. Queen's remix. Queen's remix. Queen's remix, yeah. That she did with Madonna and and they incorporated uh, Vogue into it. Yeah. And... She's definitely having a moment. Yes. What's going on? And anything you can play, Madonna owes you owes us nothing. She's given so much. Take whatever she gives us now. If she's going to be the crazy aunt that we have to like sit in the front porch and just bear with, oh, let I'm us loving. Let... No, 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 no. I'm loving this this Good. era. I think Good. this is fabulous. I'm. It's I'm her all, baby I'm Jane. It's yes. her baby Jane phase, and I'm yes. all in. Yes. All right, number nine, James. Number nine. Violence, incest, dragons, really fabulous medieval jewelry. Oh my God. Game of Thrones uh, prequel, House of Dragons, uh, premiered on HBO to thundering ovation. And House of the Dragons, sorry, James Stewart. House of the Dragons, yes. And um, uh, uh, huge numbers. It's the biggest numbers they've gotten since uh, Game of Thrones premiered, I think, in 2009. Um, you know, they were on thin ice with the Game of Thrones fans. Because I don't know if you if you followed, if you were a part of this or whatever. But Game of Thrones was, a, a, I mean, just an amazing series game-changing it was so fantastic and then the last season you said they 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 went too fast they did too much too fast too much too fast they fucked it up and the fans were furious and i think hbo is aware of that and they're trying to to do this is this is their apology to them and this is this is this is how we're making it up, and so we are back in Westeros. We are back in at King's Landing, and we are back with House Targaryen, who are the um the King Viserys on on the Iron Throne, and they're all like white, pale white people with blonde bleach blonde hair, and they're very elvish looking, and they have dragons, and uh, it's very sexy, and there's lots of plots and intrigue and and you know blah 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 it's, it is it, 
the first episode, there was a penis chopped off. There was a woman given birth by cesarean that was just the most horrific thing you've ever seen. There's violence, there's gore, there's dragons. It's fabulous. I'm and what's better than, what, what makes it different to uh, Game of Thrones? Well, it's 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Okay. And so we're learning the story of how the House Targaryen uh, grew and um, just the scandals and the lore of, of this generation. And it is so far, Matt Smith is in it, who was, you know, Doctor Who and, and the, the, uh, the Queen. Do you um, love it? I love it. I love it. I was right there. I, I instantly forgave them everything. Good. Because the behind the scenes business vibe at HBO Discovery is that lots of things are being lopped off and not allowed to see. So it sounds like they have a legitimate hit here and it's not going to suffer the merger. uh, Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, things are going crazy over at HBO Max and Warner (laughs) Brothers. Yes. Discovery. Yeah. Well, well, all right, we're back. We're back on. I mean, I feel like hits like Game of Thrones like raises the tide for everyone. Like you know, like Hollywood and press and everybody. We yeah. need hits like that that kind of uh, excite everybody across the boards. It, well, it'd be lovely to have Game of Thrones back. My timeline was just instantly filled with with gifts of dragons and this, and it was like it was like two, two, 2012 all over again. You know, I mean, it was just it's it's like I was you know transported back in time all right house of the dragons streaming on hbo new episodes sundays number eight number eight so i was walking around london uh, in chelsea and i saw this shop window and in this shop window were just cans and every time i see a collection of cans you're I'm in just there, you're you in know. and i'm looking and there's like ketchup and hp sauce and mayonnaise baked beans, soy sauce, PG tips. And I'm like, what are these cans? It was late at night, so the store was closed. But then it said it was an ice cream store. And so I get back to my room and I start Googling. And it turns out that this is a pop-up from designer Anya Anya Heinmarch. And Anya Heinmarch is famous for creating the canvas tote that says, I am not a plastic bag. (laughs) <laughs> and I know, right? But apparently she created this tote, I am not a plastic bag. And in 2006, I think, which is before it came out, the UK used something like 10.6 billion plastic bags. And then in 2010, after the I am not a plastic bag tote, the figure dropped to 6.1 billion. So Anya's taking credit for people deserting plastic bags. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> But not to be outdone, because, you know, you're a designer and you you have a great hit with I am not a plastic bag. What do you do then next, James? What do you think? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. You do a tote called I am a plastic bag. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Slam dunk! Oh, my God. <laughs> he had even more success with this tote that is made from an innovative cotton canvas feel fabric entirely from recycled plastic bottles. So mm-hmm. now she's got the line, I am a plastic bag. And these totes, they don't sell for $20. They sell for like, you know, $1,000, you know. And may I ask a personal question? Mm-hmm. How many totes did you buy? 
I'm tote free. Oh. Totally <laughs> the store was closed. But then, as my internet sleuthing went on, she started buying stores in this little part of Chelsea and basically assembled a little village on Pont Street. And she has a label shop, which is dedicated to organizing your things, which is like little cases and bags that you put your whatnots in. Let me guess. It's called I Am a Label. It's called The Labeled Shop. Good, good okay. guess. Good close, guess. close. And then there's also started a thing, um, uh, um, uh, some sort of bespoke shop where you get your stuff labeled, not with her name, but with yours. And then she does this pop-up. She's done this pop-up ice cream store, which, I mean, I don't know if you want to eat tomato ketchup flavored ice cream or for that matter, mayonnaise flavored ice cream. It sounds like someone who is very rich has a lot of money and a lot of time on her hands. And you know you what? Yes, and, Nova, was- and everybody is saying, what do you want to do today? And she says, I want to make a shop with ketchup flavored cans of ice cream. Okay, uh, let's go. <laughs> I think it's just the richest girl in the world. <laughs> well, it seems like she's having a lot of fun doing it. And unfortunately, the, the pop-up ice cream shop closed yesterday um, before I had a chance to actually go and try any of those flavors but oh 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 she also does a little um clutch for ladies that is a crisp packet a potato chip packet cast in gold but it's shaped like a crumpled chip packet now what it what, refers to my earlier statement she's <laughs> <laughs> the richest girl in the world <laughs> i thought it was a fascinating fashion initiative james and i is always like grown up <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. It's complicated. The first plant-based food competition, it's vegan, uh, on Food Network and Discovery Plus, hosted by social media vegan icon, Tabitha Brown. It's really yummy. Yes. All right, Blake, got a question? I sure do. I want to know what song has been crashing hard drives all over the world? Hmm. What does well, that mean? Answer. Hmm? It's been crashing hard drives, your computer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you play it on your computer and it just goes, your computer malfunctions? Yep, goes black, turns it off. Huh. huh. All right. Let's do the wireless. Come back happy. every time. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Bar Report. Fenton here with Tom and James and Blake. We're counting down the top 10 things that made us go, wow, Blake, you had a question for us. Yeah. What song has been crashing um, hard drives all over the world? I... Go ahead, Blake. Go ahead, Tom. No, I know the answer, I think. So I, I don't want to Oh, I was going to say Julie London's Fog Over Manhattan. <laughs> Bravo, just for mentioning Julie London. Thank you. <laughs> I think I read about this. I think it's people of the world today. Are you looking for a better way of life? Bring it up. We are a part of the rhythm nation. That's right. It's something to do with, um, like, before there were solid state drives. You know, it has a drive that spins in it, like the old PCs. And it's something about like the magnetic frequency, blah, 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 of Rhythm Nation has been making hard drives go kaput. 
I've been having trouble with my hard drive lately. It's a totally different thing. She <laughs> just can't recover from that nip slip, can she? <laughs> Give her a break. Cut her a break. Give the girl a break. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Number seven. Uh, you know, I started talking about Madonna, a controversial woman, and I segue now into um, the, a trailer I saw for a new docuseries starring Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. Oh, yeah. It's called Gutsy. It is uh, based on a book, a best-selling book, Gutsy, that profiles uh, different gutsy women. It's on Apple TV. I'm already um, cringing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, and I'm I'm dealing with more. I'm, I will plug the show. Um, you know, it's join the Clintons in their conversations with Out. Dr. Jane Goodall, Mariska Hargitay, Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson, Kim Kardashian, uh, Megan The Stallion, Amber Ruffin, Amy Schumer, Gloria Steinem. They can't do it. They aren't going to pull it off. I'm here's sorry. here's the one thing I want to pique your interest with. Also interviewed because they go back to Arkansas and one of our queens, one of our winning queens from RuPaul's Drag Race is from Arkansas and um, Simone oh. is also featured. So that'll be interesting. Um, there, you know, there, there's a, a video of them. I go up two minds. People are just going to. Yes. We're just predisposed to attack. attack blood, Hillary. red meat, red meat. And I don't know that it's right. Should she not do things because she's going to be attacked or should she do them? And also, Part of me wishes you can't turn back time, but I wish because I thought she and Chelsea together were really lovable. And maybe if they had spent more time building that public persona up well, that yeah. before. But before they were eating the children in the basement of the pizza gate of the yes. buildings. Yeah. But James, why do you have such a visceral reaction? Because we know they didn't eat babies in the basement. No, in, no, no, um, no. I know. I just I feel bad for them because it's the Meghan Markle thing too. Meghan Markle came out with a podcast this week as well, and people are savaging it. Yes. And it's like knives out. It's just like it's like nobody wants to hear these people in these positions privileged people privileged people it, it's that it's that same thing when when adele and oprah had their white wine in their little white pantsuits wearing their diamonds in the on in the garden of the before yes. the concert and it was that sort of feeling like i don't know i don't know i'm just getting cringe i just get cringe when i see celebrities paddling around with celebrities and talking about how fabulous they all are yeah I mean, it's it's. There's a video that we'll put in the wire report that has them just talk chatting about the show. There's a trailer. The trailer, I have to say, is really it's it's very effective, but it's very 101. It's like watch us as we hit the road, you know, and leave our comfort zone. And yeah, it's very, and, you know, and, you know, and 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 this is empowering for women and rover, you know, all of that. And I just. I like Hillary and I like both of them. I I love them both. I love them both, but it's not the right time to be doing something like this. And they're going to be savage and it's going to be sad. And I just, again, there's no answer to this question, but like, so do they disappear or do they do what they do and deal with the consequences? It's hard to know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a vicious time. And I, I, I don't usually talk about uh, trailers, but I think this one is like sort of a lightning rod and I'll be, I'll be. In, I'll actually watch the show just to follow up. Oh, I will uh, too. I will too. Yeah. Anyway, I, and I haven't really watched. I haven't really broken the Apple TV thing, even though I think I have it for free for some reason right now. 
premieres September 9th on Apple TV Plus. So check it out. Number six, James. Number six. I watched um, the entire series of Sandman on Netflix, Neil Gaiman's cult classic uh, comic book graphic novel that has been a um, uh, it's beloved by gay boys and emo boys and goth boys and girls. Girls love this, and that's not that's not the usual audience for um graphic novels but uh it's it's this is bringing it to the screen for a season it's been in development for 20 years and um the problem with it is that it's gone through so many writers and ideas and blah 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 and actors and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was was supposed to play the Lord of the Dreams, Morpheus, and Morpheus is um, he's he's brooding and he's pale and he's got red lips and he's got this mess of like sort of um, Edward Scissorhand hair, you know, sort of, and he's in little leather strappy outfits and he's very gorgeous. He's a very gorgeous twink, and it what we get is Tom Sturridge who is a great actor and he's very handsome and he's very good looking, but he's a bit of a twonk. <laughs> he's 37 <laughs> years old and he's a little too old for the hairdo, frankly. <laughs> twink, twank, twonk. Twink, twank, twonk. The Lord of Dreams is supposed to be this beautiful, beautiful boy who appears to Yeah. And he's taken... He's captured in uh, England in 1918 and is held for 100 years. And while he's being held, um, his ruby is stolen, his bag of sand is stolen, and his mask is stolen. And he must, and when he escapes, he must get them back. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. It's everything you want it to be. It is so good. There is so much diversity in queer culture in this show. It is so beautifully written and wonderfully done. Episode one, two, three, four, five, and six. And then after six, it falls off a ledge. Oh. There's 11 episodes. You only need to watch the first six. Why? I'm telling you right now, it's just, it is, um, it's because they put two stories in. The first one is sort of resolved by the sixth. And then the second one, they introduce you to all new people, all new places, all new characters. And you don't care about any of them after (laughs) what you just went through. Oh, oh. Hmm. So time time and money is is James St. James. Hmm? Just six episodes and out. See, yeah, yeah, no, seriously. And the sixth episode is so beautiful. <gasps> oh, you will cry, you will laugh, you will. I mean, it is really, it is so beautifully done. It is really nice. But Tom, but you just think of this like 37 year old man in these, in this, uh, it's just, it's, it sounds young to me. 37 sounds pretty young to right. me. He's speaking to me. <laughs> The Sandman, streaming on Netflix. Okay, number five. Number five. Crazy Eddie. His prices are insane. You saw this on Simon Junin's Instagram, didn't you? 
I yes, I certainly did see it on Simon Doonan's Instagram, as a matter of fact. Yes. Not only that, I then wrote to Simon and I said, do you know the author? He said, no, but I read the New York Times review. It was so good. I immediately bought the book. So then I did exactly the same thing. I bought the book. I bought the audio book as well. And I'm well into it. And needless to say, the story of Crazy Eddie. Okay, first of all, Crazy Eddie ran a discount electronics store in the 80s when answering machines, maybe fax machines, not sure. Um, what else? Uh, 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 James, what are those things you have for your drug dealer? Uh, pagers. Boxes. You Thank you, boxes. Pagers. Yeah, you had, you had, you had, yeah. pagers. Pagers, pagers. Right, and stereo equipment. This was a time when you bought those things, but there was no way to get them discount. And along came Crazy Eddie breaking all the rules and selling them at discounted prices. Well, of course, oh, and it wasn't quite as it seems. And the story of Crazy Eddie, uh, well, the title of the book is Retail Gangster um, by Gary Weiss, who's a financial writer. And so basically the book is all about the empire of fraud, deceit, skimming, what have you, of like selling stuff to customers that they'd reboxed, you know, and taking a $30 camera, bouncing it up to $300 and selling it to them for $275, et cetera, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. But in the 80s, in 1984, um, Crazy Eddie apparently had more name recognition than Coca-Cola, than Ronald Reagan. Um, oh, and of course, the other thing was that the guy who does Crazy Eddie, that's not Crazy Eddie. That is not Eddie Antar. That was the voice and the, and the face of Jerry Carroll, uh, New oh. York radio personality. Yeah. Well, then, you know, it's so interesting because I don't know if you remember, but Michael Aleg um, was one of his chapters of his um, autobiography that he not published um, uh, was Crazy Eddie served me my hamburger today in the prison cafeteria. He was the cafeteria worker (laughs) where Michael was in Statesville or whatever. I don't know. Clinton. Well, I think this book um, is just out. Um, it's going to be, uh, it, it, the, I immediately saw, wanted to see if the rights were available for a documentary, but nothing's available. It's been snapped up. So I think it's going to be, you know, a musical, a Netflix series, a movie, a documentary, and probably some merchandise. Do you remember the logo? That's sort of like, I mean, the logo yep. looks cheap, but it was, yeah, what did Crazy Eddie mean to you, James? Well, I just remember the the, the late night commercials and the yeah. the subway ads, and uh, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. He w- it was, and I'm surprised that we didn't throw a party for him at some point because he was such a celebrity that he was as big a celebrity as as Diane Brill and John Sex. That's right. Tom, were you aware of Crazy Eddie? Yeah, he was both. I definitely was, but it was really New York based, right? Yeah. Yeah, but when I came to New York in the 80s, I remember seeing, you couldn't escape it. It was everywhere. And it was the time when we were getting gadgets and things and everybody had, like you said, pagers or Walkman or just a VCR. Like everybody it was, you think about in the 60s and 70s, we didn't, have, you know, you had a TV, you had a couple, you had a record player. You didn't have all the, the gadgetry that uh, crazy. Yeah. Right. It was just like Circuit City and The Wiz and a Radio Shack. Yeah. And Crazy Eddie undercut all of them. 
And then the whole thing spectacularly collapses in a sort of huge heap of criminality. And, it, rem- and- it reminds me of the character that was married to Bette Midler in the First Wives Club, who she took. So she he was carrying two sets of books, and she, you know, and she sent him up the river. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's take a break. You can now watch the reunion episode, the reunion episode of Vanjie, Twenty Four Hours of Love. It's on Wowpresents Plus. You sign up at wowpresentsplus.com. And a little tidbit on the side, a little spoiler alert, Vanji is still dating the winner. So Yeah, I, I went to an award show where the uh, uh, Love at First Sight person, producer, received the award and was crying, saying that she loves her job and the couples are still together. Well, I just read that they've all broken up. So we are now more legitimate than the Netflix uh, love at first sight. Thank you very much. It's a real Romeo and Juliet story. Well, maybe Romeo and Romeo. Right, right. Um, Blake, have you got a question? I do. Do you guys know who Taika Waititi is married to? We'll have the answer. Taika Waititi is married to whom? Right after the break here on the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. And welcome back to the Wow Report. Fenton here with James and Tom and Blake. Hi. Yeah, I asked, who is Taika Waititi married to? James. Fenton, go ahead. Don't go ahead. Rita Ora. Yeah. International pop goddess Rita Ora. I had no idea. I didn't even know they ever dated, but yeah. Yeah. Rita oh. Ora. <laughs> Are you just sort of like flipping through People magazine today? Like, oh, just, uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe I'll mention it on the show. No, I actually was going through like TMZ or something and I was like, oh, Fitton loves Taika Waititi. That would be a good Good question. That was probably at the wedding. (laughs) I can't say. I wasn't at the wedding, but I do have a takeaway TV story. I'm not going to tell because it's just too too name droppy. And now that I've said that, I've dropped the name effectively. So it's too, yes, you don't have to waste the time with the show. It's too personal. (laughs) Too personal. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The top 10 things that make us go wow. We've reached number four. Number four. I planned something to say before the show. I said I was going to change it, and now I'm changing it again. Hold on to your wigs, everyone. Um, While on vacation with my sister, we wanted a show to watch together. Is that too much to ask? This is a series we could sort of cuddle up at the end of the night and watch on the couch. And um, we decided to watch Uncoupled on Netflix. Have you guys talked about this yet? Oh, is it the Neil Patrick Harris? It's the Darren Star produced Neil Patrick Harris starring about a gay couple that have been together 17 years and suddenly one breaks up with the other. Um, uh, uh, Neil Harris is left single in a world, a crazy world of gay dating and apps and all that kind of stuff. Um, his lover who left him is played by Tuck Watkins, who I just have had the hugest crush on. And you know Tuck oh. Watkins from One Life to Live, I'm sure. One Life to Live, Cord. <laughs> Right, he's done, he's done a lot more, but for that alone, we worship you. Now, I, I I'm be very with you, Tom. I knew exactly when you said Tuck Walk and, and he's, he's aged very down. well, like a fine bottle of hunk. Um, huh. so here's the thing I want to be very careful, you know, 
the problem with gay shows, we produce so many, is that gays are the meanest about gay shows. So I don't want to be mean about the show because there's some funny parts. I'm glad it's on. A lot of people seem to be enjoying it. I can't help but make a comparison between it and a show from the past, the old Sex in the City, uh, which was very successful in its time in terms of telling four different points of view for characters. This um, suffers from, do you remember when Sarah Jessica Parker did uh, Divorced? On HBO, yeah. oh, God, it's kind, It has some of that, you know. It, it's it starts off that it's the day of Tuck's like fiftieth birthday. They have make love that morning. They have the perfect couple. He's in real estate. Tisha Campbell's in it. She's wonderful, by the way. Um, and uh, he finds out uh, he he's, he recreated the limelight for his birthday. Neil Patrick Harris. And right before they go in, he's surprising his boyfriend. He goes. I've already left. He's already left you. He goes, our, our house, they thought the apartment was raided. It wasn't raided. I took my stuff out. I'm breaking up with you. And then surprise. And everybody's there and they have to deal with the whole thing. So good premise. But then it's, then it continues that day, next day, next day. And I don't care. I'm sorry. Nobody in a comedy, nobody wants to spend the first six months with somebody who's broken up with someone. Do you know what I mean? It should have yeah. jumped ahead because it's still him trying to get, Tuck Watkins back, you know, the, the Neil Patrick Harris plays not the most likable character. He's likable as an actor, and so he can pull it off. But you know, it's that it's that ugliness of divorce and 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 all that kind of stuff. And I also am incredibly single and incredibly cynical, as you know. But like, you really never suspected your husband was going to leave you. You never you never like thought about it. You never had a contingency. I don't know, a pearl handled gun near the bed, something, what? something. Is this, uh, is this prestige television? Is this Emmy gearing for um, Emmy? It, 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 it no doubt will be. Um, it, it, they also, uh, Marsha Gay Harden is in it as a wealthy client of Neil Patrick Harris's, who's also going through a similar divorce. So they're sort of bringing the p- female point of view. Um, it's just all the characters. And I'm, I'm th- we got through like four episodes and we stopped. Um, they all serve as this neurotic Neil Patrick Harris character. And, and again, Sex and the City was a different time, but like, and it's all like you know, uh, dating on Grinder, which again, it's it's good fodder, but it all feels a little unreal, a little one note instead of what's it like. And he does have he has a character who's like a famous weatherman, so kind of like he's he's a black man, but it's like um, like Sam Champion was one of your friends, you know, like a gay and and another friend runs a gallery, so it just. It's it's missing something. It still made us laugh out loud at times. A lot of people are watching it and loving it. I'm not giving it a bash, but I, I want you know again. And maybe it's because I'm gay. I want it, but I want it to be a little bit more. And uh, uh, I don't feel like it achieved it, or at least not in the first four episodes. We spent a lot of time breaking up, which is so ugly, and don't want to see that. Well, Neil Patrick Harris was nasty to me um, at. Uh, at the World of Wonder event, and I um, have never liked him since, so I, I won't watch this. And and you know what? Before that date, he was in only successful things. And and since you put that hex on him, <laughs> and you cut that chicken head, and you without you circled <laughs> in, in blood, it's it's been a different it's been a different world for Neil Patrick. Harris. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to make you revisit sad times, James. But what happened? I think it's between it, like your tight uh, your tight <laughs> story is between me and Neil. It's, it's too personal to tell. Why don't we move on to number three then, James? Number three. Oh, better to move on to number three. Okay. I 
I wasn't just sure whether I was going to be in a sweet mood or a sour mood today when I started. What mood are you in, James? I can't quite read you today. Sour mood. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it. Okay. We need to talk about Linda Evangelista on the cover of British Vogue. Because I don't know if you remember a few months ago we were talking about Linda Evangelista. How could I forget? Yes. When you attack Linda Evangelista for cool sculpting. Yes, moaning that she was deformed from cool sculpting. There, okay, Tom is doing a... Oh my God, I love this. I love this. Because, okay, so she's been moaning in the press that she is the hunchback of Notre Dame. She's the beast of Thomas. Um, and that she is, you know, she can't leave the house. She can't can't leave the house for God's sakes. And for, you know, she's just a 56 year old woman. She, she, she looks fine. She looks wonderful. What they did made it even worse because they wrapped her head in babushkas. Mm -hmm. They put giant floppy hats on her and put her in ponchos and had giant purses in front of her. They taped her face back and then photoshopped it to all hell in which she looks like she's 25 years old. And she looks like a cartoon character in like, like I don't, the radio viewers can't see what Tom is doing right now, but it is exactly what they, every single picture, another babushka. I just took a simple hoodie, tied it around my head and then popped on a a baseball hat. And look, I am fashion. (laughs) Another cloak. I am not a plastic bag. I am fashion. What should she do then? What should she do? What should she do is they should have made her look as best she could look as best she can. You know, yes, let's give her a co- let's give her a cover. She desperately needs a cover. She de- she's she was a beautiful woman, damn it, and she needs to be remembered and she needs to revisit that because apparently uh, supermodels you don't age out of being a, a supermodel. You get to be a supermodel until you're 123 years old, apparently in Linda's mind. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's your that, God-given the, the richness right. of you sitting there with your glasses and your big chains and your <laughs> moo-moos. And it does, it's like, she just did a look. She made a look. No, no, she no. Did. But for God's sakes, Linda, she's, she's, she's like a 56-year-old woman. She, she shouldn't be taped up and, and uh, they should just make her look nice and put her on the, and put her in the magazine. Just yeah, that's or fine. Do a bunch yeah. of different looks, like taper up and have her. Un- I don't know what. What are people? Every of? single one was a different scarf tied around, so she, you didn't see any neck. You didn't see and everything was pulled back and photoshopped, and it just, it just, it seemed to sort of was counterintuitive to what it was trying to. Okay, to I need do. an honest appraisal. I have tied my my head in a in a hoodie, and I put it. I think I look the youngest I've looked. In a long time. What do you guys think? Should I, should I pick this up? Should I start wearing it? Well, that's Linda Evangelista. I thought she did some sort of retrospective thing too. That's like a well, she sat she sat in front of a book of her pictures, which they do as a as a piece in a bambushka and a you know and a Dick Tracy hat and, and a, with a, a horse blanket on top of her. <laughs> All right, moving on to let's see. Suppose that people grow old. It's not a it's not a sin. Don't worry about it, Linda. Stop with the horse blankets. 
I don't know. We've lost another viewer. I don't know. It's like Linda Eventus is a dedicated oh, no. listener. <laughs> All right, moving on to number two. Number two. Um, I've talked about it here before. Soviet bus stops. <laughs> one, one of my favorite books that I talked about. <laughs> Soviet bus stops one. Soviet bus stops two. <laughs> I have good news. There is a feature documentary called Soviet Bus Stops coming later this year. Oh, I hope it's in Russian. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Herwig is the genius behind Soviet Bus Stops. They've been working on this documentary for six years. And Nicholas uh, Zajicak is a, a Brit who's been filming it. And this is sort of bittersweet because he's been working on it for six years. They traveled like 20,000 kilometers filmed in 10 former Soviet republics. And he he recently just passed last year. So even though he filmed this documentary, he sadly has not lived. The cause of death, did you know, was boredom. I don't know. <laughs> don't say that. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just, very, I like to tease you about this topic. Continue. I, I know, but like, um, also it is directed by Christopher Hegnsvard. Hegnsvard who um, is a Danish, um, he's a Danish, he's the chief editor, actually, of film and TV at Denmark's biggest daily newspaper. And, and this is why I know it's going to be a good film. He's the author of the award-winning book, Werner Herzog. And anyone who writes a book about Werner Herzog, you just know a documentary about Soviet bus stops is going to be fantastic. I'm there. I'm totally there. Yeah. Any hints of where it's coming out or we just know that there it exists? Festivals to be announced soon. Um, you can go to sovietbusstops.com to... Is um, it on your bucket list, Fenton, to go to the Soviet Union and check out some in real life? I've been to the Soviet Union, which was definitely on my bucket list, but haven't done any bus stops. So I'm seeing as a WOW Report exclusive... A way to suck in a lot of viewers is for you to go to every screening of the movie at every festival and report live from there. You mm. know what? I will do exactly <laughs> that. At least one. Mm. At least one. <laughs> no, I'm going to go to every screening. All we right. have to have the, the creators on. We have to go deep. We have to go deep. We do, actually. We really do. But you can't laugh at them when you no, have them on. I'm sorry. I went, please edit everything I set out this episode. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Patrick no, Harris. No. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no. I'm, I'm glad after it. that Linda Evangelista topic, we pulled the viewers back in with this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, was I too rough? Was I too hard on the poor girl? You weren't as rough as last time, and you were still too rough. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Just to let you know, as we take our last break before we reveal the number one thing this week that really made us go, wow, Drag Race Philippines is airing now with new episodes on Wednesdays, and you can check it out on Wow Presents Plus. As you know, if you're not subscribed, you're not watching all of Drag Race. And the hot new Filipino version of Drag Race has been proclaimed by Alec Mappa, no less, as the finest edition of the franchise ever. And the first international untucked. That's correct. It features the first international untucked, standalone untucked. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll reveal the number one thing this week that made us go, wow. Wow. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. 
Well, welcome back to the Wow Report. Ed Svensson here with Tom and James, and very excited to welcome Spencer Nimitz, our social media director, because we have reached number one, and Spencer holds the secret. Number one. Hi, everybody. I'm very excited to be making my World of Wonder uh, radio show debut. Um, This is really just my pipeline to get on Binge Queens. You can leave that in. (laughs) Um, uh, No, I wanted to come on today just to talk about we're having a really, really exciting week this week with our Drag Race music releases. Um, We release all of our original music for Drag Race under World of Wonder Records, which um, we release... You know, all of the music that a lot of people hear on the main U.S. show, all the international shows. We also have done uh, the Frock Destroyers album, uh, the Voynarovic documentary EP, so many different. World of Wonder Records is a really wonderful umbrella. And this week, uh, we kicked things off with playing a little bit of catch up with Canada season two and finally getting the live rusical under the big top. And the finale Rumix song, Queen of the North, both released on streaming. Uh, both of those are really exciting for me. I loved Under the Big Top. It's a 10-minute <laughs> long live rusical that uh, features Eve 6000 coming out and doing a reveal on top of a reveal on top of a reveal. Spoiler alert. Doesn't go the way she planned, but she made internet history. <laughs> Um, and then Queen of the North has this opening sound that kind of reminds me of uh, Giuseppe Verdi's Requiem, like the DS Erie, <laughs> like the first, the first scene of Battle Royale. It's very that. Um, so it's nice to have that energy brought into onto the Drag Race main stage. Um, but both of those are sort of teeing us up for uh, the song we have coming that we had come out on Thursday, uh, the Canada's Drag Race season three rusical Squirrels Trip. Um, this one is not live; it's a lip sync rusical uh, with recorded vocals, but it's very exciting. I think it's top six. The cast on season three is just phenomenal. Uh, squirrels Trip. Squirrels you... Trip. Yes. Squirrels Trick. Trip. Trip. So like like a girl's trip, but a yeah. squirrel's trip. Like they all just they need to go on a squirrel's trip. Like life's just <laughs> hard, it's getting down. But that is not all we have coming out for World of Water Records this week. No, no. Wait, there's more? No, there's more. So oh my more. god, it's a huge week. Uh so this weekend we also have two girl group songs coming out for Down Under. Uh title still TV revealed. Um it's a top six. Uh, it's a, a personally, you know, I like, I love that we have a great sense of mixing things up and never really keeping like one format the same from season to season. Personally, my favorite sweet spot of girl groups is when it's around like six, where it's like three and three, everyone's super tight. Um, everyone's got a chance to get to know each other for however many weeks they've been there. And I think that unity and the synergy they have is really good and i think not to be too spoilery but i think that that's very much in play with these two songs they're both great down under queens have such a good fire uh and i'm very excited for everybody to get to tune in there the other 
wait a minute, surely you're done. Surely there's no more releases. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. This one is the one that, you know, not to play favorites, but I might be the most excited about. I know I've said that about every single one so far, but I'm so excited for the release of Pop-Off Ate, which is the girl group performance for our new franchise, Drag Race Philippines. Let me tell you, these weeds, they (laughs) devoured left no crumbs they kept us fed um they this one i could talk about it's art i have to do the mental math i could talk about this one in full it has premiered uh it is five and five which normally i usually think is maybe too many queens for girl groups but the they just honed in on the feeling the spirit of girl groups both teams slayed it um obviously one team was that's how, how it goes uh both teams really really faced wow. it no matter the country no matter the franchise the queens bring something fresh and wild and different every time and the philippine queens are serving i'm loving this and i think um hmm i you know five girls i hear what you're saying spencer but i think five in the spice girls right five in the beatles mm-hmm. the biggest supergroups of all time the magic of five, right? Beatles had four. Oh, oh, there was a fifth Beatle, but they got rid of him. <laughs> oh, you just followed the Beatles up until '63. I see. I see. <laughs> well, spoiler, spoiler alert! They did the same thing with these can girls. We, can we, can we wrap this up, people? Please. <laughs> oh my God, that's all we got. Please. Time for. <laughs> all right, Spencer, let, me, let, me, let me end things really quick by just plugging. Um, make sure listeners out there to follow World of Wonder Records yes. on Instagram and Spotify to hear all of World of Wonder's original Spotify playlists and tune in to our latest music releases. I know a way to get James's attention back. James, when are you releasing your single? Have you ever had a single? There we go. Uh, who are you people? I'm just, can I go? Please. I need, you need to have a single. Welcome to my face. Why isn't that all over the clubs? Welcome to my face. I can hear it already, James. Uh-huh. The Hector remix, yeah. We're working on that. We're working on that. Hey, Spencer, thank you for joining us. I can't believe it's your first time on the WOW Report. Make sure you come back. Oh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Same place, same time next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. Yeah.